This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio We don't move in our own direction. We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. And a good Saturday evening, everyone, and welcome in to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor, along with J. Doc and Joe Krause, as we come to you here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, fortunate this weekend, Father's Day weekend, uh, to have the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, with us for the President's Hour. J. Doc, we get uh, an opportunity to talk with Pat uh, for the full hour hour of the show once a month, and that falls uh, on this Father's Day weekend. Great way to uh, welcome in uh, Mr. Pat Eiding, president of the AFL-CIO. Pat, uh, hello to you, sir. Thank you, Joe and Joe, and uh, hello to both of you, and thank God we're both able to be uh, in a position where we can be on the radio and, and not sitting in a hospital somewhere or not visiting or trying to visit someone sitting in the hospital. I've been very fortunate through this, but uh, uh, trying to keep ourselves uh, uh, able to be safe, but at the same time function as, you know, an organization that represents so many working people in, in the great city of Philadelphia. And uh, crazy times. Uh, there's there's no doubt about it. We can't uh, you can't uh, isolate yourself the way we've had to do and and uh, and and see all these things coming at you and not uh, probably go a little stir crazy. I know that. Uh, I've been locked into uh, my office here for the last however many weeks. This is 12 weeks. But with the great uh, uh, staff that I have, uh, although we can't keep them all working, they're all volunteering from home. They're fantastic. And uh, uh, Joe and Joe, I have to tell you, some of the things that uh, I've learned to do, uh, you know, uh, folks may not realize this, but I'm I'm a little bit past 50. And uh you know, being a, a technological genius that I've become, uh, sometimes having two or three pieces of equipment talking to me at the same time, uh, I, needless to say, I, 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 my head spins. But uh, fortunately, we've been able to keep that continuity and that communication going. And, and uh, uh, you know, we the, the building trades have had ongoing meetings to uh, – and I have to just give them a little bit of a hats off because uh, – and I mentioned this before on the radio – but the building trades early recognized that a lot of uh, jobs were not treated, even though they were open to go to work, and some were working that maybe weren't open, but uh, uh, not a lot of safety being addressed. And, and uh, to their credit, uh, you know, John Dockery and the other leaders of the construction trades said, no, you know, we're not going to go back to these jobs until, until these issues are addressed and we have some safety, so maybe temperature taken, all the things we know now that uh, – to add to the fact that we, you know, trying to keep ourselves safe. So, uh, and now, you know, because of, uh, of taking care of things up front and eventually having a relationship with the employers where they recognize that uh, they got to do things better. And so those jobs now, I hope, are working safe, but there's a lot of folks working that weren't working before. I imagine construction uh, this this Father's Day is, is popping a lot more than it was uh, two months ago. But So that's a good sign. But then again, 
Uh, we also have an awful lot of folks in in, in the essential period that they talk about uh, that still are, are stretching to get the kind of PPE that they need and get it on time and not have to reuse their uh, uh, what you know the equipment that they have. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of folks that are just uh, going with the flow, if you will, just to take care of people, especially in the front line of nursing and uh, hospital workers and home care workers and nursing homes. But the truth of the day is that to this day, you know, here we are sitting how many months later, and there's still a struggle to keep everybody's equipment up to date and more. Uh, I think the governor took a strong state uh, step about a week or so ago towards that direction. Uh, but I, I, I talk about it, Joe and Joe, because I we just can't, you know, with a lot of places opening up, we just can't uh, let that go by. These folks who, who are out there for us and for our family and friends, we have to make sure that they're getting the kind of protection they need. So those issues are still there. And, and uh, of course, the you know, the, the whole world has changed since the uh, terrible, terrible vision we had of George Floyd and, and what happened in that uh, Terrible night in, in uh, uh, Minnesota, you know, yeah. Minneapolis, Minnesota, and 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 you know, uh, you can't go by without that resonating really big in your head. And of course, uh, we've had a, a lot of action in, in our great city, as in other cities. Uh, I think, relatively speaking, uh, those actions have been handled fairly well. Uh, you know, I, I know everybody uh, wants to make a statement, and I think that's a great idea uh, to make a statement. But you got to, you know, you, you know, as the as the commercial says, you just can't talk it. You got to, I mean, you got to, you got to be there, and you got to do it. You got to walk it, and and so uh, I, I think the labor movement is waking up a little bit that they have to take a, a stronger look. And and I I have to tell you, I'm pretty pretty proud of Philadelphia. We, we, our leadership in Philadelphia, in my council anyway, is, uh, is made up of so many different folks of so many different colors and, and, uh, backgrounds and things that, that, uh, sometimes you don't realize how serious the situation is until you're confronted with a picture as we saw. So there are the things that are happening and, and, uh, you know, what's happening in Washington, um, uh, you know, uh, it's almost like the song here come the clowns i mean it's just it's just a terrible terrible situation under the circumstances we have both with black lives matter and also also with the condition of the workers and where they're going to be and what they have there's many many people who are out of work and not getting unemployment because of the system being so boggled down you know we have a guy in a white house that thinks everything's wonderful uh it's going to bring uh uh, going to bring this thing to, to an end because he's using osmosis of some sort. And, and you know, so, you know, we, we in labor, especially in Philadelphia, where, where we're involved and engaged, uh, we're part of all that. So uh, it's been it's been a uh, it's been an education for an elder gentleman like myself. I'll, mm. I'll put that nicely mm. uh, to 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 these. Now, I have to tell you. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm giving my age away, but, you know, uh, as a young person in the 60s, I, I've seen this. And then I have to wonder here in the 21st century, why wasn't it fixed after all these years? Why why are we still doing this? And and so there's a lot to be done. And I was asked uh, uh, last week, uh, uh, I guess, by a reporter, some questions. And 
One of the things that I believe, and I believe this uh, mainly because I've lived there for a long time, folks have to talk to each other. Uh, you know, the, taking money away from an organization like the, the police force, uh, that's not fixing anything. At the end of the day, you know, uh, you know. I, here's here's the question I get asked: uh, Do you think it's right that the police should be able to win all these fights and put people back to work? I believe in collective bargaining, Joe. And Joe, you know, I've lived my whole life fighting for collective bargaining. And the whole term that people forget is called collective bargaining because there's a face on each side of that table. So, you know, and I know that uh, leading and, and representing our members in my local Union 14, we had many grievances. I didn't win them all. I didn't win them all, and I didn't lose them all. There were some that came to a mutual agreement. But it was always through the system that somebody won or lost. You can't blame somebody for fighting for their, their members. Now, you know, the FOP is not part of the AFL, but there are unions that are part of the AFL-CIO that I think the AFL-CIO is addressing with them directly. Uh, but, but when I was asked a question about, you know, do you think it's right that folks should win this all the time, it, it, it's, it's, it's collective bargaining, and there's a system. So if the system's not working, do a better job at it. You know, if you're on this side of the table, do a better job arguing your point. Now, you know, when it comes to the seriousness, terrible seriousness of, of people getting killed, that puts it to a whole other level. But on an everyday basis, collective bargaining works if the parties stand up for what they believe in on their side of the collective bargaining. And, you know, whether it's an employer and a union, whether it's the city and the FOP, I, I don't really care where it is, but collective bargaining allows for people to fight and argue a, po a point or a cause. And, you know, so when somebody says to me, you know, well, should it be right that you win all the time? I, I would hope that I win because I did a better job, not because the system gave it to me. I did a better job arguing my point or I did a better job proving my point. So uh, there's a lot to be said. Uh, the funding, I have to tell you, uh, I live in a city, born and raised in Kensington. Uh, you know, we had we had a lot of funny names about cops. But we certainly wanted them there if something was wrong or somebody was getting hurt, uh, you know, if there was an accident. So uh, I don't know what this world would be without without some sort of, of, of uh, temperaments to to make sure that we we all have a place to live that's safe. And I also think that uh, th this has to stop. The stupid, stupid, dumb things that are happening. Uh, for people getting killed, it just has to stop. So there's a lot to be discussed. Uh, I don't know where we are time before the break, but, you know, our national has taken a position to put groups together to to do exactly what I'm talking about. Let's 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 address this problem straight on and see, see where there are areas we can fix, things that we can make better. You know, I'd like to think that in the labor movement it's, it's probably uh, – uh, more diverse than any other world because uh, the nature of the leadership. President Sauer, you know. Pat, Pat, let me pause you there for just a moment. Uh, it's the President's Hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, uh, with an opening statement here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Uh, we'll continue the conversation with Jay Doc uh, and the president, Pat Eiding, after the commercial break.
Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by Plumbers Local 690, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, Iron Workers Local 401, and SEIU Local 32BJ. Today's program has been pre-recorded. This whole nonsense about not giving workers the right to organize with so-called right to work, that's bad. Something like that comes to my desk, I'll veto it, not just because I'm a Democrat, not just because I'm pro-labor, but because I know for a fact that's not very smart. And back here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, Big news to announce, J-Doc, and we haven't figured out the first starting date, but we'll share the information uh, with Pat in real time. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor uh, expanding now uh, from a one-hour slot on a weekly basis to two hours. So we're going to be 6 to 8 p.m. I'll work through some of those details, but uh, now with a bigger voice, another hour a week, uh, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Absolutely, Joe. We're absolutely looking forward to that. we got a great platform here, and and uh, certainly we're going to expand it and, and create some new segments and weekly stuff that people can enjoy on a weekly basis. Uh, uh, you know, Pat, a lot of you know the things you were saying in, in, in the first segment, um, absolutely one of the things, when I think about it, right now, communication is so important. Important, uh, you know, be- between our leaders and by our leaders, uh, I think that is an extremely important thing during this time, during these uncertain times, both with the COVID nineteen and obviously, um, you know, with, with with Black Lives Matter and, and and the movement and everything that's going on. I think that that the most important thing is that our leaders communicate with us and 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 obviously. Um, you know, allow us all to, you know, to, to have a voice and be on the same page. Also, we saw President Trump go a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, right after uh, the murder of George Floyd, uh, come out and talk about, uh, you know, justice for George Floyd and the commitment and that this is a labor issue and that, uh, you know, racial issues are labor issues. It's what we fight so much for, for equality in the workplace and beyond. Uh, no question about it. And one of the things you, you mentioned the defunding of the police um, situation. And, and, and my thought process there is pretty simple. I, I agree with you. Uh, I think it has to be realistic reform uh, across the board. Uh, I think one of the things I, I wish most for during these times is that, uh, you know, after all the protests and after all the, uh, the, the bloodshed, after all the tears, that we come back with a, a realistic and a, a great reform that uh, helps the African-American community, uh, helps the entire community, um, you know, have great results. And so that everybody can, uh, you know, move into this, into the, into the future um, together. And, and, and certainly when I say uh, uh, reform, I'm talking about criminal justice reform, reform with the police, reform with courts, ref- you know, reform across the board that create a successful situation so that we can all move together. You know, Joe, it's, it's very important. I, I, I think that we have the, we have the, the, the tools and the vehicles to, to fix this. It's just that we've gotten away a little bit from what some of those tools and, and, and vehicles were put together to do. And, and you know, uh, as, as I don't want to belabor, but the, the whole idea of collective bargaining, why you have grievance procedures and those things. Now, listen, I don't, I don't want to bring this down to where it's, it's, a, it's a minimal discussion. You can't uh, – there's no way, that, no way that somebody can uh, believe that uh, those things that we're seeing aren't wrong. 
I mean, it, it, you know, if it wasn't so tragic, you would think how stupid people are. But, but you know, every police person is not that. And every police person, you know, as I as I said to the to the young lady I was talking to the other day, uh, the way the police handled the situation up there in Philly uh, last year over around Erie Avenue, where you had someone locked in a house shooting, could have killed a lot of people before the police took uh, the, if the police didn't handle bravely. They're the kind of things we still need, and we you know we have to fix things without in you know. And I, as I've said many times, you can't add by subtracting. And uh, if, if there's if there's a if, you know if there's bad apples. And obviously there's bad apples or else we wouldn't have seen the tragedies we've seen. But there's a system to fix it. And the, the system says that the bad apples have to be worn, weeded out, but they should be, be weeded out by us, meaning the police and, and the people in charge. It and Pat, you know what's interesting? throw them away. You know? and, and, and absolutely. And, and, and look, I've been always a big supporter of the police. Who you, I mean, who's, when, when, when they're running towards the bullets when everybody else is running away. Okay, and, and certainly there, there's the, the, to say you know bad apples and bad situations, um, you know, and and when when you're a, an iron worker and, and 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 there's a bad apple, he drops a bucket of bolts. When you're when you're when you're a a policeman, he's carrying a gun. So it's a it's, it's a dangerous situation, um, and and you know no question about it. There has to be a a positive resolution that is going to benefit the African American community. That is going to benefit all the communities out there. Certainly, defunding the police. What does that mean? If it means reform that it, that benefits the communities, fantastic. That's I'm 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 all on board with that. If it you know if taking taking well, you got to get rid of the term defund. Well, defund, I think defund the is media not def- picked up on that yeah. huge. Yeah, you got to get rid of that. And 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 the bottom line is you, you let's let's go to the extreme. Imagine if it was defund the actual definition, it would it would destroy the African American community. It would have no police protection and all the communities. Show me what 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 defund means. That's gonna that's gonna not destroy. You know, you know, not injure the African American community uh, more than already what's going on, and so um, it's got to be a realistic type situation, and it's got to be something that benefits everybody. So I'm in agreement there. Well, and, and listen, you, you know, th- these kinds of things get thrown out there. You know, we we look for talking points in our world when we're when we're discussing something. That's been something for people to rally around. This thing, I mean, after all, on Friday the nineteenth, this country's going to celebrate. You know, the state of Texas finally doing away with slavery. That's going back to the eighteen hundreds. So you know, to come away with check marks, well, we'll do this. It'll fix it. We'll do that. The, the way it's going to fix it is people come together and realize there's a problem. Both whether it's police, whether it's the community, I think labor has to play a big part in this. There's a lot of things we can do in labor in a town like Philadelphia because we're so engaged, we're so involved. And, you know, uh, I don't want to go into the weeds of it too much, but, you know, we're working on as our national, as our state is putting folks together to address these situations as they pertain to labor or what labor can fix. You know, one of them, uh, you know, I'm a great believer, as you can tell by how I talk so much, I'm a great believer in talking, that folks talk, and, it, it, you know, that's what brings people to some sort of a good conclusion when you talk. When you don't talk and you throw things at each other or you call, throw out names from afar, nothing gets resolved. And, you know, so one of the things that we hope to achieve without me going in all the weeds, as I said, is, is we having labor – whether it's a committee of so many or whatever, meeting with, with folks in the community and folks in all the communities to find out, you know, whether it's Northeast Philadelphia who wants to secede 
or, or whether it's West Philadelphia who want to fix things. I mean, we have to talk about it because labor is a big part of this area, this community. And if, if we if we don't address it, and I'm not talking about statements. Everybody can make statements. I'm talking about doing something. We're, we're going to try to do that here. I know the state's going to try to do it, to have a proactive group of people who cover different areas to, to, you know, get get engaged with the community and, and see where there's things we can fix. I mean, listen, you know, maybe when you, you – and I shouldn't even get, get there, but maybe you're looking at the police force. Maybe we have to – maybe we have to – you know, we have we have folks – I mean, but I get into it. We have folks in the trades that one person might do something better than the other. You know, maybe somebody does uh, – for a carpenter, does the doors and the wood jams and other people do drywall, which doesn't take as much talent but a lot of hard brute, brute work. So uh, there's a there's a way to fix things, but we also have to when we come back. We have to talk about this country as a whole and who's sitting in that White House. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. The only thing I would follow up with as we go into the commercial break, Pat, is to me, as I see it, the labor unions are in the communities. They are there when a community has plight. They are there when a school needs to have electricity or a school needs to be done because of an asbestos issue. The labor community always, always is part of the community that they live. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we get to a commercial break. We'll continue the dialogue. It's the President's Hour with the President of the AFL-CIO, Pat Ivey, back in the morning. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are brought to you by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Iron Workers Local 405, and Steam Fitters Local 420. Today's program has been pre-recorded. We're going to try to work with Republicans in a bipartisan way to find solutions to what really is not working. And as we return here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, this is Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. It's Father's Day weekend. We extend great wishes to uh, all fathers around the Delaware Valley uh, tuning into the show and uh, all those that will uh, celebrate Father's Day uh, tomorrow. Special show this weekend, the President's Hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. Pat, all yours, sir. You know, Joe, you, you alluded to a good point, I think, uh, just as we were breaking. We are the community. And, you know, when, when you think about stuff that we do every day, we don't, we don't usually isolate it like this, but it, does, it does, does bring the thought to mind. You know, for example, we have a couple bills in, in, in city council. They're for folks who don't have the benefit of collective bargaining. They don't have representation. For example, there's a whistleblower bill. That's commonly called the city. In 2017, they, they put a, a, a directive in an executive order that, you know, folks who, who bring to the attention something they're being wrong with, whether it's their paycheck or abuse on a job or whatever, they shouldn't be able to get fired. So we, all we're doing is enhancing that whistleblower bill. To make sure it covers the folks, I, you know, I mentioned before, who still are working with using the same mask day after day and maybe not ever getting an N95 or, you know, those kinds of things. They shouldn't be able to be fired because they bring it to somebody's attention. And so when when we're doing that, you know, when, when Pat Eiding, the head of the AFL-CIO, is arguing for that, 
it's for the community. It's for everybody. Because, you know, I, I like to say maybe folks don't view me that way, and I, sh- I shouldn't be that, that I'm not uh, big. But I, I feel I represent all workers. And, and you know, if, if we could have all workers have a collective bargaining agreement, my job would be easier, I'm sure. But until they do, we're fighting for folks in the community all the time. I mean, you know, the, the bill that we pushed hard to get passed for, for home care workers, there's still a lot of work to be done. You know, Bobby Heenan has uh, trying to put make the, make the uh, Department of Labor in Philadelphia be a little bit more protective of the laws we've already passed. You know, paid sick leave is no good if, if folks aren't getting it. You know, and so that's what makes us part of the community because we live and breathe what they do all the time. And, you know, our Working Families Partnership, our 501c3, that's a labor in a community meeting on a regular basis because you, you said it well. You, we are the community. And here in Philadelphia especially, you know, uh, we live and breathe here. You know, there's, there's, there's just that kind of thing. Now, I can't speak for other parts of the country. I think we're good enough here in Philadelphia to, to fix anything that's broken. I think we can do it together. But one of the things that I think we have to talk about a little bit is, is the the leadership we have in Washington. You know, uh, last Wednesday on the 17th, uh, we had a National Day of Labor, uh, Labor act, Action all over, uh, folks doing car vans in Washington, D.C., uh, what we did here in Philadelphia because uh, our direction is at Senator Toomey, not Senator Casey, because Senator Casey is trying to get a new piece of legislation to help those folks. Uh, you know, while, while we have folks trying to take away the $600 to help people, we have a piece of legislation passed by the House. It may not be perfect, but it's a start, and nobody's doing anything on the Senate side. So what we've done here in Philly uh, we started it back on the 3rd of June, the 17th, and things were moved from the 3rd of June to uh, to the 17th because of what happened with George Floyd and, and everything that happened in our country. But, uh, you know, we're trying to press, press some economic essentials, the economic essentials, essentials in this work bill that they're trying to look at or the, this piece of legislation. And so we put on a, a campaign to get folks to write to Senator Toomey. Because Senator Toomey doesn't get it like Senator Casey does, and I, and I'm I'm not talking as a Democrat or Republican. It has nothing to do with it. it. It's it's about people needing things, and there's a tremendous amount of people who are never going to go back to work after this problem, and you know, um, God knows how it's going to change and what's going to change, and and you know, for for somebody to just keep putting out how wonderful the numbers are. Uh, I don't know if I've seen all these jobs that we created over the last four years in the United States. We can blame all anywhere we want, but we have to have the jobs here, and we have to start doing jobs. Infrastructure. Now, I understand they're, they're working on something now that, uh, you know, maybe that's a positive work. But, you know, and I'll go to every president we've had in the last three or four presidents. They're going to change the world with infrastructure. Because we're falling apart. Our bridges are falling apart. If we put people to work We'll do away with guns. We'll do away with drugs. We'll do away with a whole lot of things because my belief is, and that's that's the way I grew up, my belief is everybody wants to have a job so they can take care of their family. So we got to think politics a little bit. So, so the, you know, labor movement last Wednesday, they just went all over the country doing things differently. They might have been driving from York to Harrisburg. You know, here in Philly, we elected to do the letters to Toomey because – Toomey's office in Philly, there's nobody there, and driving around with everything else that's going on, we would get lost in a shuffle that, you know, who, what what were we doing? So uh, I will tell you that uh, we expect thousands of letters get, at the end of the day when we get the count that went there 
to Senator Toomey and asking him. And I, I know we started on the third a little quick because, of you know, we weren't realizing what was going to happen, obviously, and when, when it was delayed to the 17th. Uh, I know, you know, we had right away the first weekend we had over 200 letters went to Toomey's office because you get a response. Now, I know it's a mechanical response. I'm sure that uh, Senator Toomey's not sitting there and writing a letter back to everybody, but I think it's very important that people take some of this energy that they're using now and, and get either go to his offices or write them letters or send them emails that we need more legislation. We need to move, you know, if you want to fix it or adjust what's in the, in, in the House, but let's get something going because workers, at the end of the day, are going to be a lot of folks hurting after this. Everybody's not going to be able to go back. There's clo- there's stores that are closing, and I'm not talking about the riots. I'm talking about stores that are closing because of economic problems, because of the virus. And and so politics really does play a part. And we can't let all the troubles in the world that we're having right now overshadow the fact that if folks don't vote, and whether you know whether you're of color or if you're white, no matter what country you came from, if you don't vote when you have the opportunity, the other thing is the census. You know, we have this census is so very important to cities like well to everybody, but to cities and states like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You, you know, the kind of things that are going to happen budget-wise because of all the money lost. We're going to need every person who lives in Pennsylvania, who resides here in Pennsylvania, accounted for. And you know, because of the virus and because of the terrible issues that are going on uh, with, with the with the violence. We have to make sure we don't miss that point. That point is so very important. Pat, what, when 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 we're in the green stage, and I know we're in yellow now, um, and you you mentioned something, you know, and a lot of people have said the same thing. Obviously, right now. Uh, you got the the, the uh, pandemic unemployment, and that's been difficult. I mean, obviously, it's been a cluster. Very, not everybody's even gotten theirs yet. But the, but having said that, um, it's almost a calm before the storm. So in, in other words, um, in about four to six months, uh, when a lot of these restaurants uh, are not opening, when a lot of these uh, like you know offices and a lot of these jobs uh, are no longer there. Um, where do you think labor stands at that point? What, what, what do you think in regard? Because you mentioned the infrastructure. If we can get that thing going, there's jobs there. Um, where, where, where do you think we stand in regards to uh, our labor movement in our building trades and, and um, when this thing is over as far as jobs and work? Well, Joe, we have to, we, we have to keep thinking forward, and we got to think, you know, what, what can change things? You know, when things happen during Roosevelt and, and other times in this country – a lot of times it was done with an infrastructure bill, something that there was a bill passed where the finances were directed dressed to that. And those finances were, re, they were replenished because people went to work and paid taxes. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's a movement now. Uh, there's some people, and I don't, I'm not deep enough into it. I'm, I'm very peripheral on it. But there's a group now that's lobbying for some, some legislation in, in Washington strictly for infrastructure. And, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff we should be thinking about, because if we put people to work and we put more people to work, we can we can stop a lot of the, the bad stuff that's going on, number one. And, 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 and number two, as you mentioned, when this is over, 
there's going to be tons of people that not have a place to go. I mean, just look at the stores that already advertised their clothes and some big stores. And these folks may have not been making $100,000 a year, but they, they were making enough money to be able to take care of their family. Uh, it's sometimes tough. You know, it's you know, it's certainly the economy is terrible for folks who have to work in department stores and places like that, but they're jobs. And they're not, they're not going to be there. You know, and now you're going to, you know, you see all the wonderful advertisements of how I, sa- I saved the world and this is what I did. Well, I'm sorry. I don't see that. I don't see what was done here, and I don't see all these new jobs that were created. And I see fit folks like farmers and everybody else that are hurting. So we got to pay attention. Yeah. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. You know, Jay Doc, as we uh, pause for uh, a commercial break uh, with uh, in the middle of the President's Hour uh, with Pat Eiding, you heard me reference the show expanding uh, to two hours, um, 6 to 8 p.m. on Saturday night. Um, I did want to just take a second um, to um, pause for a moment and thank Sam Pond uh, for making that uh, opportunity available for us. He's been a supporter of this radio program from Jump. Um, He's a huge supporter of the union community, um, and I just want to single him out. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, listen, a lot of of times, and and Pat and I have had this conversation, um, you know, when we were in need, uh, Sam has always been right there. Uh, and so uh, we're largely on air because of, of, of Sam and, and Pa Mahaki's, their commitment and their support, uh, along with a lot of our labor unions as well. So we really appreciate it. Yeah, well done, well said. We'll get to a commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll continue with Pat Odding back in a moment. Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor are being sponsored by IOTSE Local 8, District 1199C. And the Newspaper Guild. Today's program has been pre-recorded. The right-wing conservatives don't have to drive themselves crazy. They can walk there. <laughs> God bless you. And our final segment on this Father's Day weekend here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's the President's Hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, uh, joining us. I guess, Jay Doc, as we uh, go back to Pat for one final uh, segment here uh, in the month of June, um, community, uh, labor leading the way. Those are some of the takeaways that I take from some of Pat's conversation. Yeah, and, 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 and now more than ever, the, you know, you can see where, um, where and Pat mentioned communication, labor, organized labor is uh, represents the middle class uh, and, and, and is the voice of, of, of working people. And I think our leadership right now more than ever, I think people are starving for it. And so that's why during these times, uh, you know, these shows are so relevant. Pat? Well, you know, uh, I, I feel like I've been railing. You know, it's kind of weird because uh, you get all over the city normally, and, and so if things are broken up, it's not. But I, I feel like I've been, and I'm thank God I'm here. I'm able to do this. But uh, I feel like I've been working in this cubicle, and there's some days because uh, what I find with folks with, uh, with Zooms and micro, micro teams and things like that, uh, the board meetings come about, and you're having them, and more people are running them to the full length. In other words, uh, you know, an hour and a half meeting, many times folks are trying to get out of there to go do something else. 
but maybe they're in a conference or office or a conference of who knows, maybe they're they're their playroom or something like that. And and so the meetings seem to run longer and they seem to run into each other, so the schedule. So so if I seem like I'm running off a little bit, I I might be exploding a little because I've been locked up. I feel like I've been locked up, although I've been in communication with a lot of people. But we've talked about a lot of things and, and you know, uh you you have to keep yourself in perspective. You know, some of the things that, you know, we, we should pay attention to. Uh, one of the things was that the thing that we needed most during this virus crisis has been safety materials, PPE. And then we come to find out that we have to beg China for it. We have to wait for the slow boat from China to come in. It, it, that doesn't wake us up, that oh, yeah. there's a lot of talk going on about all the jobs we created in this country. We're not creating enough jobs in this country, and we know we can make this stuff. I mean, you know, uh, I, you know, I just being a trustee at, at Temple, I get some information. And one of the one of the pieces of literature I got is how we're not really in, in all kinds of history, but we're not really talking about history uh, the the way we should be. Not not all the bad parts of history, but. You know, we have a unique country here. We have a very unique governance here. And, you know, I think it was Lincoln who said something to the fact that hopefully we don't forget tomorrow how we got here today. And and so, you know, a lot – I mean, just talk about, you know, this past – yesterday, Friday. You know, the, the 19th is such a, an important date because it's it was the last state that stopped slavery, the last state. And so here we are. You know, again, 21st century, and we're still trying to fix things. But but the great thing about this country, guys, is that we have we have the vehicle to do it. This there's no other country that has what we have. Even the ones that follow us, even the ones who who want to be like us. So we have to think about these jobs that are coming. I mean, I, you know, last week, uh, you know, Governor Murphy talked about. Uh, a new energy with with the, not only putting windmills in the water or wherever they're going to put them, but making them here, making jobs here. You know, if we're, if we're going to have new energy, now's the time to make sure our places here, I mean, the material we're going to use are made here because it's a new day. And so, you know, I, I know I jump to politics a lot, and I do because those leaders are the ones going to change things. And so, um, you know, with all the issues we have, we have to always remember we have the ability in this country to change things faster than any other country can. I believe that. And we've shown that through history. So, uh, you know, again, I apologize for rambling, but the things we said are important. I think labor has to help fix whatever has to be fixed. I think we, we have to elect people who stop talking to talk and start walking to walk and, and, you know, create the jobs here. And I would talk to our business world, our, our folks that have all the money. Think about what you did when you moved all the businesses and all the, all the manufacturing to China. Think about Walmart when they, would, uh, they wouldn't do business with somebody unless they had their stuff made in China because it could be cheaper. We have a way to bring it back now. Oh, I and, think, Pat, so it's, it should it's, be done. You mentioned that, and that the pandemic, if, it, if it's done anything, it's opened up a lot of people's eyes to that. Uh, and the fact that, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, obviously uh, we haven't even gotten hit with the tidal wave in regards to jobs. And, 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 and that's because of the, the uh, pandemic, uh, unemployment and all those things. But the fact of the matter is, is that along with um, infrastructure, you're also talking about, you know, if, if we can bring some of these jobs and some of this industry back from China, okay, 
Uh, those are jobs. Those are American jobs. And, and I've uh, literally said it a hundred times. You know, you, you, if you really think about the situation, you know, we, we have a corporation sending jobs over there, send, you know, building and doing manufacturing over there, and then they're reselling the, 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 uh, the, the products over here in America, and we're actually allowing them and helping them to do it. Now more than ever, if this pandemic has done anything, it showed us that we need those jobs here. We need, it, you know, we need, we need the, uh, that manufacturing here. And you know what I think, J. Doc? Hit me. You know what I think about this pandemic? What this thing is, pr- uh, what the, what this has brought to the surface, that every worker in this country needs to belong to a union. And whether or not they have the ability to do it, and even if it were in some sort of an associate manner, and I know we don't have time to get into no, that we don't, conversation but, and, today, and, and, but I truly believe now people need the Pat Idings of the world around the country arguing on their behalf. Well, if you're listening to Pat, and if you listen to every show we've ever done with him, one of the things Pat says is whether you have a collective bargaining agreement or not, if people are listening to that, they have to understand the magnitude of the president of the Philadelphia Council of LCIO saying that, which means exactly what he said at the beginning of the show. He's representing and he wants to represent not just union workers, but everybody out there and their standards and all those things. People sit there and there's a misnomer and say that 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 people, in, you know, that the corporations took the jobs over to China. A lot of them think it's because of the labor unions and our wages. Let me tell you something. Those individuals, uh, when they take those jobs to China, they're paying slave labor. Slave labor over there, and they're pocketing the difference. So you know, it's 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 not you know we 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 need that work here, and we need great leadership like Pat to make sure that obviously we have the workforce to do it. Pat, I'll give you last word, sixty seconds, sir. Well, listen. I'm, I'm, first of all, I uh, I want to make sure I wish every dad a happy Father's Day. Uh, it's important. I think that the uh, the fathers that that, that are, are are working like heck to take care of their family and uh, whether they're fighting someplace in a, in a foreign country, whatever they're doing for their family, their fathers are good people. And uh, I think uh, all fathers want to have a decent day's work to be able to take care of their family. So I think you know. Uh, and we're seeing it. We're seeing more people want the representation of collective bargaining so they can do that. But I would I would leave with this. Happy Father's Day. Let's get some legislation passed to start building bridges and roads so we can put more people to work. And we will stop. We will stop the 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 the, uh, the fighting amongst ourselves. We will stop the guns. We'll stop the hatred by putting people to work and having them work side by side. That's what created a good union movement, and I think that's what could create a good uh, neighborhood movement, by just getting folks to work, and, and then we'll represent them while they're working. So happy Father's Day, everybody. Joe and Joe, it's great. I don't know if I could do, you know, two hours every Saturday night because you know my world. But, <laughs> no, uh, I appreciate congrats, it, though. Congratulations. I, I remember when we had uh, – we were doing it with two cans and a wire. So Yeah, you know, no doubt about it, man. Good, uh, <laughs> Thank good you, stuff, Pat. Pat. Appreciate it, man. That's going to do it for this uh, this edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor and the President's Hour with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding. J-Doc, as we say goodbye and we say happy Father's Day and sign off here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, my shout-out to the one man in the Delaware Valley who has continued to service the union community for now 36 years, and that is... Jim Stevenson. Jim Stevenson at Chapman Ford on the Boulevard. See you next week, everybody.
Portions of tonight's edition of Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor have been sponsored by Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, CWA, Communications Workers of America, and AFSME Local 1739, DC 47. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.